to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter as well at Horizon Matt. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can follow us uh, on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And you can be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are available. And Matt... Okay, the first weekend is over, finally. Well, I mean, at least we got a first weekend then. That was good, right? That is true. Um, not everybody did, and we'll get back to we'll get to them later. Um, but yeah, and by the way, joining us again as well is John Parker. Hey guys, thanks for having me. John, hey, of course, is a JJ Parker zero eight four. We're giving them a reprieve on the power rankings, which won't come out until tomorrow. So. There's that. Thank the next God. Day to, One more day to the next day to stew over what the heck happened this weekend. Which actually, if we're being honest, isn't wasn't exactly too bad. I mean, you basically had a bunch of sweeps and then Youngstown State and Northern Kentucky split. <laughs> um, but the one thing we did not talk about over the weekend, and um, by the way, be sure um, Horizon Game Night we. We did the first two live. Apparently, my audio was low on the second one, so we're still screwing around with those, uh, you know, with with the production on that. So, but it did sound like everybody they could hear everybody else, so we're good to go on that front. That's um, like a step in the right direction, then. I know exactly. It's, and really, who wants to listen to Bob? I mean, they heard all the good people. Then there you go. Problem solved. I'm good with that. I'm totally okay with that. I mean. Hey, you know what? If I had my way, I'd let you guys run game night, and I'll just, you know, Horizon game night, and I'll just, you know, sit back and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> or not even show up. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see if too. we can get you there. We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. Um, but, yeah, so the one thing we actually did not talk about is the fact that last week the NCAA finally got their heads out of their asses, and finally gave everybody a blanket waiver. And by the way, I, when I say everyone, I mean only Division One transfers. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of rough for Green Bay. Um, obviously, front court depth is a big issue for them. And um, Somebody needs with- to explain this to me because and apparently the NCAA, shocking no one, is, is incapable of explaining anything in an intelligent manner. That is kind of their M.O. I'm really not that surprised. But so the the ruling that came down is it's a blanket waiver. Everybody who transferred from Division One to Division One is now officially eligible. We'll talk about kind of the hiccups, you know, with a couple of other people a little later. But that's just Division One to Division One. Division Two Division to Division One for some stupid reason. Yeah. Still uh, kind of a hurdle. <laughs> Which in the case, which is the case, which is in the case of uh, Emmanuel Asong, up at uh, up at Green Bay, who transferred. He's he was from Wheeling Jesuit, right? Yep, yep. He he followed uh, Will Ryan up. Um, he followed Will Ryan up, and of course, they're still mess. They're still screwing around with whatever's going on. I hate it. Transfer. I hate it's, it. I mean, it, it's, it's not the dumbest his fault. Thing ever. Everyone missed on him. You know, it's not his fault. No, not at all. So, yeah, not everybody's free yet. So, <laughs> um, so 
And by the way, so yeah, I guess there's since they're still fumbling about with the that transfer. Um, everybody else that we know of has has gotten clearance to play. Not everybody has played yet. So um, I know we've talked about over and over again Detroit Mercy and Noah Waterman. He is he is now eligible to play, but if I understand it correctly. Um, the issue with him is that they have he is under COVID protocol, so he is not clear to play yet because of that. What what does that mean? Is he in contact tracing? Is he been exposed I, to somebody? He, he what must is, be. Con- I don't know, but I I have no idea. I have no like, idea what that. That even sounds means. to me like an easy thing that people are saying this year as an excuse for anything else. Like, what, can we be more specific, possibly, please? Like, that what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll get into a lack of specificity a little later on a couple of different things, but it, it feels yeah. like hockey where like they can just list like upper body injury or lower body injury and they call it good. Like, you know, like okay, what what does COVID protocol mean? Has he is he contact tracing? This is this is this is college basketball's version of the NBA's load management. I think this is what it is. Load management. Yeah, Waterman's exhausted from practicing. You know, past couple of months he needed a night next. No, I. There's got to be some sort of probably I have to think there's some sort of contact tracing or something going on with him that prevents him from playing at the moment. And so, I mean, so presumably he'll be he'll be around next week. Now, presumably he'll be back, the, you know, the next game, you know, the next series of games, which, again, we'll also talk about later because Detroit Mercy is supposed to play, was supposed to play IUPUI, but they're obviously not. IPUI does have a does have a COVID issue, and they were out last weekend. They're out this weekend, so fun times. Oh, yeah, we're still yeah. This this is still you know blowing me away of this whole idea of the you know, trying to keep up. It, it's it's been fun. <laughs> just so you guys know, I want to drop the, just a, we were just talking about you know the the between division transfers. There's yeah. not really a good reason that's known. Um, not sure if maybe Div Two didn't support this. Some, you know, Div Two gets to vote different. Um, Div Three is kind of known to sometimes do their own thing anyway. So yeah. that's the, that's the only information I've really been able to find about possibly why um, that blanket waiver didn't apply between other divisions. Is if Division Two voted to say no, you can't. We're not. We're not on board with this. Then that is what it is. And there's not a lot why, in. Why, now, I'm but, just. I'm struggling to think why it would even matter. Honestly. Maybe they're worried that it might set a precedent and make it harder for kids to just make that leap and they don't want to feel like a stepping stone. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I just wanted to say I, I just tried to find a little bit more information about it and there, there's not a lot. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. The NCAA prides himself in being opaque, so that's always fun. Yeah. Also, like you get to use. You know, I also got to get to cash in on a couple of 57 words on that one. So that was um, a, you're, you're not as dumb as you look, Bob. <laughs> it's the hair. It I haven't. It, I've literally haven't grown it. It's. I literally haven't had my hair cut in a year. So, yeah, I'm gonna let you know the. It, it, I'm gonna let that. Yep. There you go. Anyway, um, the the cornrows for Bob thing. But oh um, yeah, it's yeah. But no, we can't even do that, man. Because you know, Loud and Love has like a different hairstyle every freaking week. And by the way, I'm posting this on the Twitter account. That if he's the cha- if Loud and Love is changing up his hairstyle every week, I am voting for the Jackie Moon 
Tell me you guys know who that is. Of course I do. I, yeah. I love here, Flint. That's right. So Flint Megabowl, Jackie Moon. <laughs> Just if, if you if you're confused as to who Jackie Moon is, go online, find the movie Semi Pro starring Will Ferrell. You'll know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm. That's that is what I'm going for. So, um, so yeah, that's a. And of course, Matt is trying to do chat, and of course, you, you probably heard that little beep there. I didn't hear it. I did. Um, and, and by the way, the rest of you will hear that too. So that's always awesome. So instead of the, so moving forward, let's instead of talking about the people who haven't played yet, let's talk about the ones who have. One of them being Khalil Spear, and I know the guys over at Century, uh, over at the uh, Colonial Media Network. I know those guys have been super, you know, have been pushing really hard to get Khalil Spear on in the lineup, in the, you know, in the rotation. He's finally there, finally, and he actually did pretty well. Although, you know, to be fair, Robert Morris not so much. But I mean, what did you expect after them being out for like two weeks? And then going up against two, you know, two teams, uh, going up against a Bowling Green team that was, you know, that is picked to win one of the uh, Mac, uh, picked to win one of the Mac divisions or the Mac outright, and they got that, you know, they got that superstar kid Justin Turner, Wright State notwithstanding, and then also they played a Marshall team that actually beat Wright State. So I mean, you know, they they needed to get some. Robert Morris needed to get some games in. And they definitely need to get some games in now that they have Khalil Spear back or Khalil Spear to begin with. Yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, I was pretty surprised with how his first game went. If you look at kind of how he did last year, um, you know, Bucknell wasn't particularly great in the landscape of college basketball as a whole. And he was kind of just a, you know, a rotational big um, so to come right out after, you know, having even more time off than the rest of his teammates and, you know, to not be particularly rusty, to be one of the better, uh, he was actually, I think, their leading scorer against Marshall. Um, that's an impressive debut. It is indeed. I, yeah. I mean, now, now you see what, now you see what the guys have been talking about. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, oh. He was obviously this year it, at this point, it's almost like he was a mid-year transfer, but to an extent, um, everyone's kind of a mid-year <laughs> addition to their team, uh, except yes, for the, the guys on Oakland. <laughs> um, In, indeed, indeed. And yeah, I mean, uh, so we were hoping to get, we were hoping to see Robert Morris this weekend against Horizon League competition. That obviously didn't happen. Um and I still have no idea why on earth that happened. So the situation was this past weekend, Cleveland State and Robert Morris were supposed to play. And then on Wednesday, the Horizon League announced that Cleveland State and Robert Morris were not going to be playing due to this is a quarter. This is um, per, I guess it was a combination of both. Uh, conference protocol and campus protocol. We're not sure which campus, though. Was it Cleveland State? Was it Robert Morris? Who knows? No idea. Um, 
that did not deter any, but either Cleveland State or Robert Morris from pursuing additional games, which Robert Morris did. They they immediately scheduled, they immediately scheduled Bowling Green on on the Friday, and then subsequently scheduled Marshall on the Sunday. So, and then Cleveland State was also looking for a, a competitor too. Fast forward to Friday. Hope you guys are keeping up because I could barely keep up last week. I'm still having a pro- having troubles keeping up. But fast forward to Friday, the conference announces that IUPUI has an issue with has a uh, has an issue uh, a COVID issue COVID protocol. They are out. They were out last weekend. They are also out this weekend. They were supposed to play Detroit Mercy, which left which left Purdue Fort Wayne, who IUPUI was supposed to play without an opponent. Hence why we ended up last weekend with Cleveland State against uh, traveling to Fort Wayne to go play Purdue Fort Wayne. Are we up to speed now? <laughs> I feel like I need a map and uh, like 20 minutes. I need, a, uh, I need a compass and a GPS, man. I'm telling you. I feel like, you know, that, that meme with, Char- with Charlie Day with the pegboard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that guy right now. I'm like, ah... That's, oh, that's one of my I have to, oh, quick side note. It's one of my favorites. And once upon a time, Oakland had a second mascot named Claus. And when everyone was playing a game of try to figure out Claus and my brother, Randy, who's known to do some very good artwork of, you know, Photoshop stuff. He, he ended up putting it all on Jeff Daniels and getting blocked by Jeff. Dan- it was a whole mess of thing. Or, it, I can't even explain it all, but it involved that meme. What so. do you, I mean, seriously, what do you have to do? I got. I gotta ask. What do you have to do to piss Jeff Daniels off? I, hold Seriously. on. Seriously. Since since I'm on this this quick rabbit, it was not Jeff Daniels. I misspoke. It was Dave Coulier, which makes it even better. Oh yeah, that's even. I mean, God, Dave Coulier. I mean, I would figure the only person that Dave Coulier is blocked would be Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Well, that's right. Alanis I made a cold reference. Range. People, you look it up. <laughs> I followed you. I'm I'm old enough. I got I, you. I, yeah. But but nonetheless, that that is one of my favorite pictures. And but that is how I feel with with conference scheduling. Like it, it just makes no sense because we were told it was you know um, Campy was actually talking about on his radio show that the reason that Youngstown couldn't or the reason that that game couldn't happen was because going to Pennsylvania from Ohio, they would have had to quarantine for two weeks because Pennsylvania had a fifteen over fifteen percent COVID issue. Okay, but then Bowling Green, also located in Ohio, yeah. turns around and goes to Robert Moore. Like, uh, I'm just, and I, and I don't know what. And, and as I understand it, um, as I understand it, in because uh, I'm in Indiana, we don't have any better testing results either. And Allen County, where Fort Wayne is, is even worse. So, uh, you know, it's I don't know, and it, it's a little confusing. And I know, and obviously, if you're Cleveland State, you're erring on every side of caution. Period. That would that incidentally is why Cleveland State didn't play the first weekend. Uh, I don't really blame them. Um, any little thing is going to shut them down for a couple uh, for a while. So that's that makes that makes sense on you know. And I'm talking about the women, obviously, not the men. But yeah, um, any yeah. I get it. I totally get it, especially on their end. I mean, the other after- piece of information that we got from Campy that will apply going forward for everyone to keep an eye on was the teams have until I think it's like Wednesday for these games to be canceled. Lovely. And then once they're canceled, then they have to wait a day to see if somebody else in the league needs a, needs that they can make something else work. At that point, 
I think it's on Friday, they're allowed to to try to schedule a non-conference or something convoluted like that. Like there is a timeline in place where they can try to schedule a non-conference during conference play, but it's not until okay. like end of week. So basically going into like Friday, our, but, our, our it, but if that's take. the case, and then explain why that day Robert Morris scheduled Bowling Green. Correct. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like Bowling Green is just kind of saying, eh, we're not going to do it. Like, like, um, I guess. Or do they not have a game for two weeks and they, you know, do they know something else? I don't know when Mac conference I mean, they starts up. We don't have anything else to do. I don't know what the Mac is doing, honestly, as far as their scheduling is concerned. So I'm not really going to be too concerned about it. Um, but yeah, that was, so that, that is how everything transpired. And now, now we have, now I guess the next question will be, what does Detroit do next weekend? Are, right now, so, they should try to play Kentucky. They're they're in trouble. That's over what there. I'm thinking. Um. So, well, yes. Here's the other thing. Well, yeah, they could do that. Well, here's the other thing too, and I I just thought about this as well because Cleveland State, uh, because Cleveland State was supposed to play Robert Moore, or was supposed to play Fort Wayne, Purdue Fort Wayne, in the last game of the season. So you know, there's going to be some scheduling, some rescheduling happening. Um what that looks like and how that affects I uh, Detroit Mercy next weekend remains to be seen. I guess we have to wait till Wednesday to figure out what's going on or Thursday. Basically. It sounds like. And then if something is going on, you might have to wait till Friday to see if you're, maybe your team's going to have a non-conference opponent that you weren't expecting. Okay, cool. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be whack-a-mole scheduling all year. It sounds like. Still. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so Cleveland State on Friday, they get about 24 hours notice to find out, hey, we're going to go play for uh, Purdue Fort Wayne. And, wow, that was – those were two of the craziest – yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I still have a head, I still have a headache from from Sunday. <laughs> oh, Saturday was funny. <laughs> I mean, obviously – Saturday was – Yeah, Saturday was Man, interesting. They tried so to hard to get that game away Saturday. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, yeah, so, yeah, so Saturday for whatever, and by the way, yeah, it's crazy, Cleveland State wasn't even, it wasn't even the only team trying to give away a game there, because <laughs> we had two other teams that, one who actually didn't give the game away, one who actually did succeed in giving the game away, awesome work, by the way, um, but yeah, so, so that was something, and, and, and I guess we cannot, I, we cannot move forward without mentioning the fact that Demoy Hodge scored 46 points on Sunday, which is like the third most in school history, 10 three-pointers, which actually is a school record. Um, and he was named Horizon League Player of the Week over Tavion Kirk, who almost averaged a triple-double this weekend. Yeah, I I don't like it. He, obviously, he had a you know historic game, but in the other game, he, he had five points. I mean, he was... He was the. Uh, it was. It, guy was, it the, was. I couldn't. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, well, I mean, it's crazy because you know, from a scoring standpoint, obviously it's night and day. I know defensively he was. You know, I mean, he was in the game and he was he was doing really well defensively, which is why he was in the game to begin with. But yeah, it's it's insane how he the guy goes for. I think it was like two. I want to say two for seven on Saturday, and then flipped the switch, and he was. He just went off. 
So and yeah, he 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 became he was the Horizon League Player of the Week. I, I only me- I I wanted to mention that because of the fact that um, I just saw on Twitter Al Pulowski calling out Cleveland.com for not paying attention to Cleveland State. Love you, Al, but good luck with that. <laughs> that is one news organization, Al Pulowski, that couldn't give a rat's ass. Anyway, uh, I. <laughs> I don't like it. I think, I mean, if, if um, Tavion Kirk had one more rebound, he would have averaged yeah. a triple double to me. That's more than, you know, one incredible game and one kind of ho-hum you were, you know, well, off shooting and, night, but role player game. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Cause Tavion Kirk did well in both the games against Oakland too. I mean, he did really well. So, um, I mean, was he, you know, I guess he might have on Saturday he kind of got lost, might have got lost in the shadows because Jamie Hale went off. Jamie Hale also could have made an argument for him too. <laughs> he was he was he just shot lights out all week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can make an argument for him. Um, Saturday, Rayquandis Mitchell did really well. So I mean, I could kind of see the argument, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of consistency, I mean, yeah. Now, as a Cleveland State fan, you obviously hope Des Moines Hodge is going to keep doing that over and over again. That's what we expected to begin with, of course. So, I mean, who's to say? I guess you know, we'll find out when we see uh, Cleveland State play uh, play Youngstown State. Um, the one thing I did want to mention also too is that you know we're still missing we're st- you know we're still missing starters. By the way. UIC still doesn't have. Uh, for, I didn't notice this, and I don't remember why he wasn't in. But Braylon Bridges was out this weekend for UIC, and I'm yep. not sure why. Yeah, and that would have been very helpful for them. They definitely had a ton of foul trouble in the front court. Um, I believe Howard fouled out in both games, and I Howard fouled that- out. I think Howard Diggins fouled out, well. Diggins fell out on Saturday. So Howard and Diggins fell out on. Saturday, and I believe Howard filed out on Sunday, I believe, but by that point in time, I don't think it made much of a difference, but... No, um, <laughs> no, no, it was... He could have filed out in the five, first five minutes. It might not have made a difference. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> he still would and have then, hit double-figure scoring. <laughs> and then on the... Uh, and then Youngstown State, um, Jameer Thomas still is not in yet. Now, as I understand his, his situation... I think he, 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 like Waterman, is in COVID protocol still for some reason. Um, and I'm not, you know, I haven't heard much about that as as of yet. But um, eventually, and Al Eichelberger, still no Al Eichelberger. That's a big piece We're, to be missing. Yeah. That really, well, I mean, between, well, yeah, and, and so is Jameer Thomas, too, for uh, for Youngstown State. I mean, that's, sure. that's a big piece there. Um I mean, I guess we should face the reality that, you know, I mean, Detroit Mercy just got Chris Brandon back. Um, I think he's going to take some time to, you know, get readjusted. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in the whole Detroit Mercy situation is weird. They've got, they're adding in so many pieces all at the same, you know, four or five position. And, and there's just no cohesiveness and you really can see it on the floor. I mean, cause you're, you've added yeah. in Brandon, you've added in the, the guy from to the seven footer, uh, is that Coca? Coca, yes. Right? Like, you're adding in Waterman. Like, you're, you've are you been trying to roll Isiani down low, which has not gone well. He's just a foul machine. Like, 
there's just no cohesiveness. And if they don't get a lot of time to practice, I don't know if that's going to work very well for them this year. Now that's the part of, yeah. The, yeah. Sunday, Sunday with Willie Isiani was kind of an interesting experience. He fouled out within the first six minutes of the second half. <laughs> and and you can't downplay that. Not only are they trying to add these pieces in, in conference, they started off with the right state where you've got love and Basili down low. So that, yeah. that was just yeah. a, a baptism by fire. Yeah, and I, way, I think Grant, that could Grant, be kind of the... By the way, Grant Basili, also you could have made an argument for player of the week. Definitely yep. could have made an argument for him. Yeah, he's making me look really good for calling him a breakout player. <laughs> and uh, and by the way, Grant Basili also doing the weekly hair, uh, weekly different hairstyles thing, just like a lot of love. So, yeah, I I don't know if I don't know if the Jackie Moon would work on him though. <laughs> I mean, we could try. Who knows? But yeah, that's um. As for yeah, the I mean, yeah, that that's a really bad kind of. I don't know if that's probably how you want to ease Coca in with, you know, hey, welcome to welcome to Detroit Mercy. He definitely did play pretty solid, at least, you know. He Um, he actually did play some solid minutes, I will say that. And Um, to be fair, his old conference games were against teams that had, you know, quite a few bigs. Um, I mean, he was coming from the AAC. He didn't play a ton of minutes, but it's not like he hasn't seen, you know, high caliber post play he's seen it but from the bench <laughs> mostly most i mean well, yeah, i'm not even trying to make fun yeah, of him just... well his playing time was limited and i'm sure that's what was the impetus for him to transfer which i don't really blame him i mean he's tall um, but he there, there's there's nothing to him you know like he's he's i think he weighs as much as i do and that's that's not a good thing because he's got you know two and a half feet on me i think so it, he, he without that strength he's he's height's only going to get you so far yeah Exactly. And that's it. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, against a lot of some of the other Horizon League teams not named Wright State, maybe yeah. that might work. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if we're if we're saying that um, the one thing that I would mention that, yeah, he, he's going to I where's Torian Thompson? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I think I mean, he, he is. He, is, he does not exist. I wish you guys could see my face. I watched both Detroit Mercy games this weekend. I forgot Torian Thompson's a thing. Like you, you said those words, and my eyes lit up. Like, oh shit, he is on Detroit Who's Mercy. Torian Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's insane. That that is, you know, and, and I know we talked a little, we talked quite a bit about Torian Thompson and what kind of impact he would have with Detroit Mercy, and he hasn't been any impact at all. I mean, he's near as I can tell. He's barely hit the floor. Yeah, even it seems that, like they kind of just rolled the dice on that one, given that you yes. know, if he had been up to kind of what he did as a freshman, he'd be dominating the Horizon League. Um, yeah. He's obviously not. Uh, you know, it, it seems like it was a gamble that hasn't paid off. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know there was obviously a lot going on earlier in his career and a lot going on kind of behind the scenes. And it seems like he's kind of just checked out and going for a grad degree after all. I mean, he's played I in mean, two games and he's averaging one minute in those two games. Yeah. That he's seen the floor. And when you look at the lack of, uh, when you look at the depth issues that Detroit Mercy has, you would think he would be a guy you'd want to look at, especially if, you know, if we're now going with the uh, Willie has to foul all the time strategy 
I mean, but now you know what you have to do that. Now, but now you you have to do that because now you have Coca. Now you have Coca, and now he's really not going to exist. You know, it's re- related to this conversation. But one thing I, I I found weird watching games this year is because the benches are all spread out. It's hard to even tell who's on the bench. Like watching the Oakland yeah. game yesterday, I was trying to figure out if you know when Lampman wasn't in, was he even on the bench? Was he in a COVID protocol and he was hurt? But I had to. Re- it was hard to find people so like was thompson even there i i assume so but you, you really don't know because you, you don't get a good look across the bench at any point that's true i mean that is true you know unless you hear them which you know i mean that's i, I yeah i mean it, it's it's hard to keep up i mean i guess it shouldn't be surprising we can barely keep up on because we're cranking out content all the time and <laughs> You can't, like, like, oh, I, yeah, I can't, can't wait to get corrected four times because, you know, oh, by the way, he's not in. Oh, by the way, he's hurt. Oh, by the way, yeah. You know, keep the corrections coming. We know we're, we know we're going to mess up. We apologize in advance. The COVID protocol <laughs> stuff is, is super hard. I didn't realize that Oakland had a COVID, pro, uh, co- a false negative earlier last really? week. They lost a bunch of practice time. And it, it was mentioned on the UIC broadcast on yesterday, I think. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, that was a thing. Okay, ne- hadn't heard that. Like, so I guess maybe Oakland almost didn't play this week too. Who knows? Like, well, that's interesting too. Them, I mean, hard. how much of that? Well, I guess my question would that be? My question would that be? How much did that affect their weekend? That you know, you had that test and you lost practice time. And th- again, this isn't the first time they got shut down either, because they got shut down right after you know early in the season too. So. I yeah, mean, but you know what? At some point, I don't want to hear about, oh, well, we lost practice time. Blah, blah, blah. When you're talking about especially Oakland, you've played nine games. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Might not have, you might not have put your offense in to the level you want. Like, I'm not saying you don't need to practice, but at some point, we lost time due to COVID. It has to stop being an excuse, right? To some level. And I, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, honestly, look at, look at, uh, look at Fort Purdue, Fort Wayne. They, they lost almost their entire non-conference schedule, and you didn't hear them say anything about that. No. And again, they almost came, you know, they almost pulled off, pulled off a couple wins. So I mean, but yeah, but to be fair, they have really Purdue, Fort Wayne. I don't know if you've seen any of that game. They have really good three-point shooters. Jared Goffrey is as good as advertised. Yeah, I'm. I'm very happy being the one. I'm, uh, I'm glad. We, I'm glad Cleveland State doesn't have to play him again because yeah, <laughs> that he's he's really he he is he scorched them and he's gonna scorch some other teams too. Yeah, he's out I there averaging he, all league numbers even though they've only played three games and he got hurt seven minutes yeah. into one of them. <laughs> he yeah. didn't get a chance to score and he's still putting up almost fifteen a game because. It's, it's funny because and a half this weekend. Yeah, because Purdue Fort Wayne, I know last year, and I I know last year they had their, you know, John Kaufman is a big, you know, big about his three point offense. Huge. That's kind of his signature. Last year they weren't very good with that. Um, so this year, you know, in addition to Godfrey, you also have Demetri Corden, who who also shot lights out yesterday, gave me a heart attack. Um, it brought in Bobby Planutis from St. Bonaventure, who was also one of those scores. Demir Black is not in yet. He was actually out this weekend. So there's another guy. Um, 
So if you're for if you're looking at Purdue Fort Wayne and if you, if you're looking at Purdue Fort Wayne and you are not very good at three point defense, you're gonna have a very long night. Well, and uh, Deontay Billups is another was like last year um, when we had Kaufman on. He talked about how they didn't shoot well last year, which for him was a yeah. rough year. But uh, Billups was one of the people that did shoot well, and so far this year he's not shooting well. So yeah, you know that's that's another piece for them. I mean they're up they're up at thirty eight percent as a team this year, so that's. That's not terrible, that's and especially huge. coming off of last year, you know, like that's that that's, a, that's huge a huge part of who they are. Them. And if they can start getting consistent on their shooting, that they're going to be a good team. Yeah, that's true, and that's that's going to be a big key for them. Um, now, what are they going to do exactly moving forward is another question. Obviously, they they have some. They're going to have some questions to answer in terms of you know how you know, how they're going to fit in with the conference and, you know, are they going to run into the same issue they just ran into this weekend? Because, you know, they, they ran into the same, we're doing this at the last minute thing Cleveland State just did. The only advantage they had is they were able to do it from the comfort of their comfort of their own arena. Are they going to, you know, and that's a question you're going to have to ask all Horizon League schools where, you know, if we're finding out on Wednesdays that somebody's getting canceled you know, you're gonna run into a lot of last minute stuff. It's gonna be fun. Well, right? and it's for, already been fun. <laughs> for a lot of these teams and coaches, it's not a big deal. But when you've got either a new coach that maybe hasn't been in the arena, or you've got two new teams in the league, that's a bigger deal. You know, if Oakland, you know, has to suddenly go to Cleveland State, th- they've been in the Wolstein. They know what to expect, even though the play and some of the players might not have have been. Uh-huh. Th- as a team, they know. But you know, if you're Robert Morris sure. and you've never been up to Green Bay because it's cold and awful, then, you know, all of a sudden this is something new, you know, for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely correct. So, so, oh, um, yeah, this is, so uh, by the way, uh, uh, while we're talking about scheduling, and I was just looking at this because um, Robert Morris and Purdue Fort Wayne are supposed to play this weekend. Yes. I'm going to start messing with everybody's head right now. Um, <laughs> I still think because as of right now, Cleveland State does not have uh, Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne do not have a last game and at the end of the season. So that's going to make things really interesting as to who's playing who now. <laughs> um, I will say this. Um, yeah. So that's I, I don't want to be any of those guys. <laughs> Where are you going with this, Bob? You this lost out. me. Where, where, where are you headed with this? Well, I was thinking, I was thinking theoretically that Cleveland State and Robert Morris are going to end up rescheduling and playing at the end of the season. I'm sure there's a lot of hope for rescheduling and things, and they're going to cut stuff around for that. But you know, there, that includes a bunch of moving parts that I'm not really prepared to go into, and I don't want to do the Charlie Day thing today. I just can't do it today. It's too close to Christmas. <laughs> the, the stress of the holidays is enough. I don't need to figure out scheduling either. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just going to be a lot of kind of fly by the seat of their pants. Um, you know, hey, you need a team, you need a team, play. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask about Milwaukee because I don't know what to make in Milwaukee right now. I really don't. Um Obviously, Tijon Lucas is Tijon Lucas. He's going to do. He, he's been. He's been. Re- obviously, he's he's been. You know, he's been a main contributor. DeAndre Golston seems to ha- kind of woke up yesterday and did really well. Um, 
I guess the I mean we we've seen kind of flashes from some of the other guys, but it just, just doesn't seem like they've gotten all of the parts together yet. No, um, are we still are we still, are we still holding out for Pat Wallwood Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if that happens, that's gonna. Whew. Um, I will say if you know senior can keep up these halftime adjustments and you know he's finally seeming to do things that indicate you know there there might be kind of a big burst of growth as a coach versus you know it being very small developments in his first few years um if that continues i could definitely see it i don't i, I kind of mentioned this on both of the the shows over the weekend i don't think they're playing that well but they are, you know, one basket away from being undefeated right now. Um, just went on the road. Don't know what that means this year. And swept, you know, their arch rival. So this is a good spot to be sitting if you're, you know, a fan of Milwaukee. Um, from what I've seen so far, I would say Amir Allen looks quite a bit better than he did last year. He's, you know, still kind of filling that same role of, you know, the hustle player, um, T. John Lucas has done a fantastic job of finding his post players. And I think that is going to be something that's pretty interesting for them. Um, C.J. Wilborn didn't have a great game yesterday, but other than that, he's looked he, – he's another guy who looks like he's going to make me look smart for calling him a breakout candidate. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, Golston looks – I would say I'm overall, you know, pretty encouraged with him as like a replacement to a lot of what Darius Roy brought. Um, and then the young guys, the young guys look like, you know, as they, as the season goes on, as they kind of get more experience, they're going to be a pretty well, big. Josh Thomas did pretty well uh, this weekend too. Oh yeah. Josh Thomas has been really nice. Um, he's actually, I, I think shooting better i know last year he was kind of a um like a 25 percent three-point shooter and it's like uh maybe don't take so many of those um i think it hasn't been a huge improvement but it's been a bit better this year already and i mean obviously we're we're into league play um 30 percent which i guess is at least you know you got to go out there and put a hand on him versus last year, not so much. Um, you know, last year, that's kind of the shot you want him taking. And then also his free throw shooting has improved quite a bit. Um, he was a 54% free throw shooter last year. He's already knocked down one third of his total made free throws in just 10 attempts. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm pretty happy. And then uh, let's just jump right into this. It sounds like Milwaukee is optimistic about Jordan Lathan taking the court this year. I've said it, you know, since the preseason. I think that is going to be a big thing for them because to me, he kind of fills in. He can be kind of a Courtney Brown type glue guy who actually wants to shoot the ball. Um and then when he's not filling that role, he can move over to the point guard. He was UTEP's leader in assists and assists to turnover both of his years there. Um, and basically Milwaukee can have, you know, 40 minutes 
of good point guard play, which is honestly pretty rare in the Horizon League right now. Um, and then it's two guys with good size. I know over the weekend, a big part of why Tavian Kirk was so effective was he was going up against, you know, an undersized Jalen Moore. I think that Tijon Lucas could potentially do the same thing. I think um, Jordan Lathan could absolutely do the same thing. He's six foot four with a long wingspan. Um, I, I think he would, you know, he could be a guy who gives some of the smaller point guards fits, even just rotating in to play the spot. Could be. Um, and that's assuming he ever gets eligible. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because Jordan Lathan was supposed to be among the guys who were in the blanket waiver, and we haven't. He's not there yet. I guess. I don't yeah. Know the the statement I saw was that they're anticipating it, but they're still working on it. I don't know if that's, um, you know, what that's about. Um. But yeah, I mean. I feel pretty good about how Milwaukee has started the season. I don't know how many teams feel more than like, okay about how their schools have started the season and no complaints there. (laughs) I'll guess one complaint. They couldn't hit one more basket against Kansas state. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they got it. Well, and that was PJ Wilborn. So yes, very true. So, yeah, Milwaukee's got – yeah, so that's going to be very interesting for – wow, that's – I'm trying to figure out. So so moving into this weekend, um, obviously I'm, you know, trying to keep – as of right now, this suit's coming up. Um, yeah, Milwaukee's going to have some issues against UIC this weekend. Although it is at home. Potentially. They at least have big men. Um, I think that's going to be an issue for a lot of the league. Um, you know, your – Grant Coleman type big man, your your true freshman playing in like his fourth game. Yeah. They're they're starters on other teams. He's, you know, the second big off the bench for Milwaukee, although they are playing pretty small right now. Um, and we, and we, and I guess we still don't know whether or not we're gonna see Braylon Bridges next weekend. True. And then I will say on the other end of the Milwaukee Green Bay matchup this weekend. Um, we did have our other newcomer who was made eligible by the waiver step into the game. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what Donovan Moore from Toledo can provide this year. Right now, it's been mostly missed baskets. Um, he played 10 minutes and missed seven shots against the Panthers on Saturday. Uh, did a little bit better on Sunday, but you're talking about a guy who has, you know, Taking almost 10 shots, averaging half a point per his two games. Um, Looking, when I try to project how good guys are going to be, I try to find, like, comparable players. I actually think DeAndre Golston at Kent State is a pretty comparable player to more as far as impact, not necessarily, um, you know, play style and all that, but what he did as a freshman in the MAC. Um, which would make more this season kind of what Golston was last year. Golston was playing at a junior college. Who knows how that translates to the Horizon League? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think from what I've seen and heard, he could be a guy who could be, you know, an impact player next year and kind of a role player this year. 
There you go. So, all right. Um, before we go, um, we're recording this on Mondays, as I said we were going to do for the next two weeks. And I did not really, it had dawned upon me that the day that we're doing this is a rather significant day. Apparently, today is the fifth year anniversary of when we, when Jimmy, uh, when Jimmy and I started the Horizon Roundtable. Woo! So hold on. I want to say we've been doing it this long, but there was like a year and a half where we didn't do anything. It's fine. Just go with it. No one's going to Does this mean that the Horizon Roundtable was a mid-year transfer? We were a mid-year transfer. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I had John and Phil on the one episode, and I'm like, I give up. I can't do this anymore. That's legitimate. I'm pretty sure that's legitimately what happened. And now you're going strong yet again. There you go. Got so. content all the time and live yes. show and all this. Yeah, this uh, is been wild. We're pushing back content. This is awesome. I know. I know. Uh, hopefully, it'll, yeah. I, I'll be. It's yeah. I'm gonna let you guys take over one week, and I'm just gonna like sit back and not do anything. Like that's all. That's all you guys. It sounds like that's what you guys are planning to do anyway. Like I'm. I'm waiting for the inevitable. Uh, inevitable hostile takeover. <laughs> we can't. You host gotta, everything. Gotta, gotta try to log in one day and find out all my passwords have been changed. Like, <laughs> found out Matt got in and I'm like ah, I knew it. I knew this was gonna happen. It was. Yeah, it was only. A, it. it was only a matter of time. I'm coming for you, Bob. <laughs> uh, save it for the uh, midway point of. Horizon League play. That'll yeah, be I'll, you know what I'll eat, yeah. I'll, I'll walk away. I'll walk away gleefully. Literally, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll understand completely. <laughs> it's like I already I already told Matt I'm I'm willing the I'm willing the podcast to to him when I'm gone. So enjoy that in 25 years. <laughs> Will the Horizon League even be around in 25 years? Well, we'll be in the summit by then. <laughs> We're all going to be part of the Dakotas. It's fine. Okay, great. That's awesome. Looking forward to that. But they only, but now nah, I don't know, but they have their own podcast now. It's true. With, with Todd and uh, Todd, Zach and Greg. And by the way, they're doing an outstanding job. Right. Reaching the summit. Definitely go check that out. Cause that's how come, really- they, how come they have like legitimate, legitimate people talking and you have me and John. Hey, hey, we have one legitimate person. Yeah, come on. He, come on. He, John was a credentialed person back in the day. I'm going to have a Horizon League vote at the end of the year. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the one Horizon League official who listened this far. Yes, the one. So. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us. I'm sure we'll we'll have some, see we'll have some other stuff going on. Um, uh, remember that uh, Horizon Game Night. Uh, I said it was gonna be a ten nine Central on uh, on Saturday, right? So that's still going on. Um, I believe it's eight seven Central on Sunday, and this time I won't be worried about the worried about a Browns game because you know, actually the game was yeah, I, you know that was a rather methodical game. I didn't have to. You know, they won. So as I said, they were going to win because you know the Giants. No, um, <laughs> um, HorizonRoundtable.com. That's where all our stuff is. All our stuff, written podcast, link to Horizon Game Night. All of it's there. 
Oh, people are actually subscribing to our newsletter that doesn't currently exist, too, by the way. Um, we might want to work on that. Oh, good. One more thing. Add to the <laughs> one, more thing. one more thing. I'm not. T- yeah, I it, it's on my list of things to do. If you subscribe to the newsletter, thank you for subscribing. We're working on it. They could subscribe, subscribe to the Patreon while they're right there, too. Uh, yes. Yes. We still have our Patreon site. Patreon.com slash Horizon Roundtable. Yeah. Wait, we, we, yes, um, we have projected swag that we're giving away. So, yeah, eventually we'll sell it on our site too if we ever get around to it. Right on. Yeah. So, things that was on our list of things to do. So, um, and of course, we're, we're wherever podcasts are found. I'm still working on Google. I'm still working on Google Podcasts. For whatever reason, that feed just does not integrate very well. I'm still trying to figure out why the heck that keeps happening. So, I'm still working on it, guys. So, so tune in next week, which will be completely different from any of our live shows, as this was, too, by the way, which is awesome. So until that point in time, thank you all for listening.